Welcome to the Kick and Post YouTube channel and podcast with your hosts, Jamal Thompson and Chris Perry. And the NFL draft has passed. We gave you guys a first round pre draft rookie video. Hopefully, you guys are willing to tune into that. I'll throw a card up. Um, but we're back with a full rookie draft, three rounds, 12 teams. Teal and Steel Dynasty League that we started this year as a startup league. Um, but we had the rookies separate for obvious reasons. Um, waited for landing spots, then hopped in the draft and did it. So today we're going to review the draft a little bit, see where people made moves for certain guys, see where certain guys landed, sure. um, and see if we lost any value, gained any value. How you doing today, Chris? I'm good. I got my guy, so I'm happy, you know. Like, it, he did, which we'll, we'll cover I like, that. I like how this We'll this cover that. We'll cover so. that. Because you had a couple guys, but you really shocked me with your pick, honestly. But go ahead. Good. Give the people tough. your insight. Okay, so I'm probably gonna throw up the draft right now, and you wanna run through it, or? Yeah, let's go. I mean, first pick is over, is like obvious. Not much to say about the first pick. Um, feel like if you guys are in a lot of rookie drafts, the first pick is is probably gonna be the same, even if it's super flex. Bijan Robinson yeah. lands with the Atlanta Falcons at number eight, a very run heavy offense, a team that had Tyler Algier as a thousand yard rusher, and he wasn't even their full year starter. Um, they add the best running back in the draft, or according to Chris, the one A to the to the one A minus um, <laughs> running back in the draft at the ace sure. pick. Um, no surprises there. I mean, it was getting mocked pretty close to the draft that that's where he'd land in that eight to twelve range, and he did. So Matt pulls the trigger, takes Bijan at one one. Pretty simple. One two, we had Trigon for the mock. Big trig. Big trig. Um, CJ Stroud is his guy. He's an Ohio State fan. Um, CJ Stroud gets the actual draft capital at the 1 2 as well. Um, ended up going second pick overall to the Texans. Um, they tried the smokescreen stuff with the Will Levis news and, oh, they might go Will Anderson, which when we covered the first round of the actual draft at some point, we'll go into all the moves that teams made, but they were able to still get Will Anderson and get CJ Stroud. Yeah, but, at a price, but. At a price. Him. But um, fantasy speaking, CJ Stroud at the one-two. Most probably, most people probably would have gone Bryce Young here, but you're not gonna have an Ohio State starting quarterback in Dynasty and have Big Trig at the one-two and him not take CJ Stroud. So nothing crazy yeah. still. Um, Otto's at the one-three. Bryce Young was the first yes, overall pick in the draft. Bryce Young goes to Carolina. Um, again, this is super flex. Quarterbacks at currency. Bryce Young's pretty elite prospect on paper so i'm not surprised to see him go at the one three um there was other there's one other guy in the quarterback class with pretty much the ceiling we talked about him again in the mock and he did get actual draft capital um that a lot of people if you go into rookie drafts are probably going to have at the one three instead of bryce young because he'll go a little bit earlier but yeah can't really argue with the bryce young pick it's a pretty safe pick um and we'll just have to see how he kind of pans out for the year. What kind of idea do you think? How do you think Bryce Young will perform? Because we didn't really get a chance to cover him in any of our player profile videos. But as, as the I first mean, overall pick in the draft, how do you think his first year is really going to shape up in Carolina? I think he's going to be pretty solid. Like, Carolina already had a good team over there. The defense has been solid the past year. They got stars over there with J.C. Horn, um, Brian Burns, I think is still on that defense. And then you add up just as good if not a better playmaker at the QB spot like they did trade a lot to get to that one mm -hmm. but they also went on some weapons Adam Thielen's no slouch he's actually pretty big bigger than I imagined um, mm -hmm. 
they got Mingo, no slouch. I think he is the biggest boomer bust in this draft. A lot of people are saying it have been, or it was Jalen Hyatt, but I've seen Hyatt at his best. Whereas with Mingo, I don't think he had the quarterback or the system to support what he can actually do. So we're gonna see if he can do that in Carolina. They got Terrence Marshall still. They traded for your boy Lavishka yeah. last year. They got so, DJ I mean, Chark out there as well, which yeah, they got former Jack. Miles Sanders, so it could get spicy sooner than expected. Bryce Young is a good player, we know that, but we got to see what the organization vision is from year one and see how they plan to execute that. So I'm excited. I like the pick at three. I do as well. Um, if you guys like free money, we always like to give you guys picks. Currently on Prize Picks, they have some of the full season stats for some of these players, and they have Bryce Young's passing yards at 3,699. I am in love with the under on that line. Um, so take that as you will. I don't think as a rookie quarterback behind that Carolina line, they're going to really let him air the ball out that much. The, the receiving prospects don't lead me to believe they have 2,000-yard receivers on the team. Um, so just doing math. Well, I'm don't okay. forget about Hayden Hurst. No slouch. As I was saying, I will be hitting that 3,699 <laughs> passing yards under in quite a few parlays leading up to the season, which we will have price picks, underdogs, and other platform videos drop in with that as well. Now, yes, hopping sir. back into the draft, we have Say Less K here. And in our pre-draft yeah. Yeah. rookie mock, where we covered the first round of your rookie mock drafts, Say Less spoke a lot about potential. Chris Perry spoke a lot yeah. about quarterbacks being currency and the potential of yeah. a certain Anthony Richardson in terms of rushing yeah. floor and if he figures out this passing thing, how high the ceiling can be for said player. Say Less is at the 1-4. Anthony Richardson is available. Yeah. Jameer Gibbs is available. Yeah. Um, again, yeah. we did the pre-mock before landing spots, but on draft day, Anthony Richardson got actual draft capital at the fourth pick overall to the Indianapolis Colts. And Gibbs, no surprise to Chris because he's been on the Gibbs train for as long as I can remember, but Gibbs, where I was projecting to land early second round, maybe late first round on a, on a flyer, gets the 112 capital. Gets picked to the 12th Sir. spot by the Detroit Lions. So it left you with a little bit of a pickle, Chris. I want to hear your thought process on this one. Because I know you're a big AR guy. But as we're seeing on the yeah. board, which you are screen recording, I assume, Jameer Gibbs is your 1-4. I took the entire two-hour limit to make this choice. And it's not because I was milking the clock. Yeah. I was doing as much homework as possible <laughs> on injury history, on what other positions were drafted this high in like the running back category, looking at all of AR throws. And I really wanted Anthony Richardson. I tried trading Deshaun Watson. And then around the hour and 45 minute mark, I just came to a brilliant conclusion. And I can love Anthony Richardson as much as I would like his skill set on my team. But Deshaun Watson's a superstar, point blank period. If I'm gonna trade away a superstar to hope for another superstar, I mean, in terms of watching on Sundays, AR might look better doing it, but in terms of fantasy numbers, it all looks the same. So that wouldn't be the smartest move, whereas when you see Gibbs get that 112 capital in the draft, that means the Lions are committed. They had two running backs already, traded their second-round pick from, what, three years ago just to make this move. Mm -hmm. means they have some plans for him. He has the skill set. I've been on that since day one not too far off from Bijan. They said the same thing. They didn't see too much of a difference. 
they were comfortable taking him at the 1-6 this year, which is even more crazy. But they traded back and still get their guy. I know everyone saw their reaction in the draft room. Like, they just hit the lotto because they did. It's Jameer Gibbs. Don't overthink it. But a big reason why I took this is because just the way my team's structured. I have two superstar quarterbacks. I can't get the currency. But if the event that Jameer Gibbs, like, for example, goes to Bobby the next pick, I know Bobby. He's never leaving Bobby's team. He's <laughs> handcuffed for life. I can't touch him. That's so I had to make a tough decision. And structure-wise, it's better. Strategy makes sense. Let's ride. You're right. You're right. Um, I don't hate the pick. I was just a bit surprised. Obviously, Jameer Gibbs, if we had done this draft um, right after the first round landed, you probably would have sung a different tune. I mean, we, we figured DeAndre Swift would no longer be on the team. Um, yeah. Day three I'll, I'll happened. I'll him at 1-4 regardless. Really? Regardless. Oh, that's wild. Well, um, once you go to Detroit at that high, their line, their offense, they score 40 points a game. You're right. Let me get that. Me you're get you're that. right. That that is that is a solid line. That is a solid offense. Um, they'll utilize his pass-catching ability, especially the first six games where Jameson Williams will be out. Um, it's a great landing spot, and now with DeAndre Swift being in Philly, it's even a better landing spot. It's the Gibbs and um, David Montgomery show. So, um, yes, sir. Can't be upset at that pick at all. And then Bobby comes in at the 1-5, where all signs for him pre-draft were leading to JSN. I know he made a deal with Jacob to get that 1-5. We discussed that in our trade video that we dropped recently. But JSN's landing spot wasn't as favorable as we expected in terms of first-year yeah. production. Um, and AR lands you at 1-5. You can't really... Again, we speak about ceiling, and if he's able to execute all his measurables... And, and kind of find a way to piece it all together, we're going to look back at this draft and be like, why wasn't he the 1-1? Right? That's yeah. best-case scenario. Um, Worst-case scenario, whatever they drop his rushing line at this year, if it's anything under 600, hammer the over. He will be toting that thing um, for the Colts. Anywho, 1-5 for Bobby as a pretty solid prospect at quarterback. Don't hate it. We move on to 1-6. In Waddle, we, in Waddle, I trust, a.k.a. Jordy, drafts Devin A-Chain. I know you might not be a fan of the pick, Chris. I personally no. love the pick. We went on At and on about... six. I This is my thing, right? I think this is A-Chain's backfield by week nine. I think he landed in the one spot that is fantasy viable for him. We talked about it on the last video. Miami okay. has a perfect blocking scheme for this man. They're not going to put him back there to defend Tua. When he's on the field, he's getting the ball most likely. And he's a track oh, athlete. Right. He's a track oh, athlete. For sure. They're just going to send him. They're going to zone block and just send him in the open space. You're not going to have to do a lot of cutting. Just go straight. And we've seen Raheem Mostert be successful in that role. We've seen Jeff Wilson put up very viable fantasy weeks in that role. And I feel like Devin A. Chain is going to be their guy. Um, probably if all things break right coming out of camp, but I'll give it to week nine. I was willing to take him in that one, seven, one, eight range when I had both those picks still, but I knew he wasn't getting past Jordy, who is a Miami fan. Um, so I like the reason I'll justify it because he is also a Miami fan. Yeah. So get your guy. But at the same time, this is dynasty. You're right. Week nine, he'll have that spot. I don't like him better than JSN in like the next two, three years. Understand. I it's hard for me to pick Jordan Addison or not to pick Jordan Addison over him in the next two, three years. Will Levis, you know how I feel. Yeah. And have to update 
the viewers on this, I'm starting to fall in love with Quentin Johnson. I've been seeing some more clips, and the landing spot is, just makes too much sense now. The landing spot for him it is also very viable. I still don't love the prospect, but when you get a chance to actually develop and be in a wide receiver room with the right guys, have the quarterback who can actually let us see if you can extend and use your reach, use your ability, you know, your, what's it called? Catch radius as a 6'3 receiver. Yeah. Um I, I believe a little bit more. I feel like just like I went up on A-Chain, I do have more belief in Quentin Johnston. Um, yeah. But I don't hate it at the 1-6 if that's your guy. I was willing to invest yeah. at the 1-7 or 1-8 because I feel like he could be electric for multiple years in that offense. Obviously, we'll probably be missing Tyreek Hill soon, but Jenna Waddle's no yeah. slouch, and they'll probably retool that offense to still add more speed. So A-Chain at the 1-6. Yeah, I just, I just feel like this... The six guys who are supposed to be a lock in this draft, Jason at the 1-7 is a steal. Yeah. So, Which, yeah. going into the 1-7, I did have the pick pre-draft. Um, I moved it draft day on while I was on the clock. I moved the 1-7 and the 2-5 for DJ Moore in the 1-9. I will say, I think it's a pretty solid deal. At first, people were saying, oh, that's a fleece. But when I look at JSN at the 1-7... I think his career arc is way higher than DJ Moore's. Um, and then I look at some of the prospects that fell at the 2-5. I could have still enjoyed a lot of the prospects back there as well. Um, I still like the value for this year, and I feel like I could be competing this year team-wise now with the, the wide receiver depth that I have and the running backs that I have. But in terms of if I look at this deal two years from now, I might be like, man, I traded potentially um, – a, not not a Justin Jefferson type player because he's not that athletic, but just a very viable pass catcher in an offense is probably going to be ascending um, with all the pieces they're adding out there. So, But Cinebron makes the move, Joseph, and takes JSN, which that is the right pick. He is that guy. Pick 20 for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, we'll see how it shakes up, man. Um Really have nothing negative to say about the kid. We did drop a whole video on JSN already. The things that we said before still reign true. He's not going to be forced to play on the outside. They have DK for that um, and Lockett for that. I feel like he'll be in his most um, comfortable role, probably in the slot. And he'll do numbers. It'll just probably take some time for him to get uh, majority targets in that offense. But be patient with him. He, I think he'll probably still be worth a day one start. Um, but I would wait. Keep him on taxi yeah. squad at least one or two weeks and see see what shakes out there in Seattle because they do have a duo in that backfield now, which we'll get to that later. <laughs> them boys loaded up on offense. They're not playing. Yeah, they're going crazy they're over there. Um, Jordan Addison at the one eight. I like the landing spot. You can't you can't double cover Jordan Addison in the slot over there or on the outside because Justin Jefferson's there. If it's anything Minnesota showed me with this pick, they will be airing this ball out. It'll be going all over the place. Um, Minnesota gets him at the 24. We did have a run of four straight wide receivers in the actual NFL draft. 20 through 24 were all wide receivers. Um, I ended up with the one picked at the 24. Sidney Bryant ends up with the one picked at the 20th. At the 1-9, I decided to stick with my mantra that QBs are currency. Obviously, Will Levis slid down the actual draft board, got taken with the first. Or no, actually, it was the second pick in the second round of the NFL draft to the Tennessee Titans. Um, 
technically the first pick because it was the 33 pick. But I feel with the measurables that he has, um, and with it being a second round pick, there's a lot more investment there. I got to see at least what it shakes out. I got to buy the lotto ticket at the 1-9. Yes, I could have ended up with the Quentin Johnsons or the Zay Flowers of the world, but I have enough wide receiver depth. This is a super flex league, and I um I decided to side with adding quarterback talent to see what can I mean, shake. You're not wrong. So. As much as I do hate Will Lettuce, that's his best chance. Yeah. Or his second best chance at becoming a starter. Because if you're not going to be a top 10 pick, then you don't have the job for sure. The first pick of the second round, pretty much, mm-hmm. goes to Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill's butt cheeks. <laughs> Go ball out, man. Go do your thing. That's how you be decent. And I feel like he's a, if anything, he's a younger Tannehill that's athletic. Like, I think the throws are pretty similar. I don't, Ryan Tannehill ain't nothing too crazy. So if you can't beat Ryan Tannehill, that, that's saying a lot. But even if you don't beat him this year, he's going to get handed the keys at some point because of that second round capital. So Exactly. He'll be there for at least four years. Um, they're paying him a decent signing bonus. Obviously, it's not as hefty as if they invested first round, but uh, we could see him with the starting position back end of this year to for sure early next year. Um, so yeah. he'll be right in my taxi squad, and we'll see if he evolves. I mean, hey, if you had Desmond Ritter on your taxi squad going into this year, look how quickly that value changed on the kid, right? I could I could go Mom. back and buy a Zay Flowers for a Desmond Ritter today. You know what I mean? That's how I see yeah. it. So, look at the 110. Josh Joshua at the mm-hmm. 110. Quentin Johnson slides off the board at the 110. Um, as you heard from us earlier, we are growing on this prospect a lot. But I have a funny thing to tell you, Chris. What's up? The last time a TCU receiver was taken in the first round, guess what pick it was? What was it? 21. That's also the pit that Quentin, just, Quentin Johnston went at. Um, cool. Who was it? Jalen Rager. Also. Oh, okay. Dip, dip, big difference. Hold big up, hold difference. up, hold up. Also, <laughs> also, he was taken ahead of a wide receiver that got taken by the Minnesota Vikings, which also happened this draft. Okay, all right. Hey, history might repeat itself. Not the same. No, history is not just, repeating itself. I'm just, I'm just being annoying. I'm just being annoying. Was a return man. Hey. Look! Look into your camera. Hey, I'm just. Jalen Rager was a glorified return man. Okay. He was not a receiver. He played receiver in college, but hey. as you can see, Quentin is actually a receiver. Jalen Rager was known for run routes, yards after catch as well. Just saying. Yeah, that's return man activity. <laughs> Yak, return man activity. Go, yeah. go have it. Keep it. You saw what that got you. Same thing with John Ross. Not a receiver. A glorified return man. Quentin Johnson is a receiver. Okay. We can resume the program. I just had to just had to throw some of the similarities out there. TC yeah, wide receivers okay. at twenty one, man. They're gonna be tied together for their career unless this man blows up. Hopefully I'm rooting for the kid though. Saw the video of him telling his mom that she could put in her retirement papers. Almost put a tear in my eye, man. That's that's what it's all about. Right? Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite receivers, so. Zay Flowers. Touches down at the 111 to King Caleb. Here's my take. Here's my take. Zay Flowers had so many landing spots, and he was mocked to Baltimore. I don't care what anyone tells me. The Baltimore offense is going to change, yada, yada, yada. (laughs) It is not the best landing spot for Zay Flowers. Fantasy speaking, it is not the best landing spot for 
Chris, you did not just say it's the best landing spot for the man. It is. They're changing the offense. They know that Chris. triple option doesn't win games. Chris. Yes, I know. He I don't like not, it either, but it's true. That's the thing. I'm not saying like he won't succeed. I'm not saying you don't take Zay Flowers at the 111, but this was not the best case scenario for Zay Flowers for fantasy. That's all I'm I saying. I think it is because of the offense. You have Lamar. They do a lot of sh- like they're still going to do a good part of their triple option. They're going to throw him in the slot and just have him in an RPO. He's still going to have certain gadget plays to get the most out of him. Like that, I believe, is a better spot because they don't play receivers traditionally in Baltimore, especially with someone of that skill set. You know what he gives me so shades that, of? What? Who I think Lamar got to play with for one year. Or maybe I'm tripping. Steve Smith. No, nah, he didn't play with Steve. But but, but yeah, I don't see Zay as a pure receiver like Steve. I see him, I, like I said, I see Zay Flowers at what people thought Rondell Moore would be. So yeah. this is going to be the same role. Okay. I get it. I get it. So and we'll I, see how I it shakes up. I think it's up. a better offense. You got JK, you got Lamar, and then you got legit receivers. He can, He's going to be forgotten about on certain plays where you would be like, damn, there goes Zay again. Like, it, it all depends on upset. how OBJ so. shows up. Um. What yeah. what what version of OBJ we get? Rashad Bateman. It's what version of OBJ, and if Rashad Bateman can stay on the field because he's still good. I think Rashad Bateman is amazing, but again, he can't stay healthy. Yeah. Um, yes. So we hop into the last pick of the first round, Zach Charbonnet. I don't even talk about him. Um, no. Horrible Four. landing spot. Two headed backfield out there in Seattle. Unless they plan to hand the keys over to him and then have Kenneth Walker be like less on the field because he is a little bit undersized compared to Zach Charbonnet. Um, there's things coming out about how he approaches the hole when he's running his running back. Um, but currently speaking, right after the draft, before any off-season camp or training camp news or any of that stuff drops, not a fan of the landing spot for Zach Charbonnet, not a fan of Zach Charbonnet, nope. period. At the 112, I understand it, but I'm good. I would have traded out of that pick or taken Hendon Hooker. Let's kind of speed through a little bit more on this second round. Ty J Spears lands with the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry is still there. Love Ty J Spears. Um, only way I see him really elevating is with a Derrick Henry injury. I'm sure you will agree. Um, or if Derrick Henry still gets moved. But I love Ty J Spears. And at the 2-1, uh, I mean, you could do worse. Matt did the right thing. I think Matt acquired a first-round pick in Sky Moore to trade out of this pick. Yeah. Smart move. Smart move on his part. Um, don't hate it at all. So we move on to the next pick. Trig as Rasheed Rice. I don't love the prospect, but the landing spot makes sense. Um, apparently, Patrick Mahomes said, go get my guy, Rasheed Rice. What I'm learning is yeah. Patrick Mahomes is a bad judge of talent because he also said, go get my boy, CEH. So I'm not yeah. too excited um, because I didn't love Rasheed Rice pre-draft, and I still don't love it. But when you're a Kansas no. City chief receiver, one of them got to catch for 1,000 yards eventually, right? Like if he's, Eventually. If he's throwing for 5,000 yards, one of these wide receivers have to catch for 1,000 yards at some point in their career. Mathematically speaking. Because I don't know how he gets to 5,000 yards with no 1,000-yard receivers. That would be true. He, he throws to, like, a lot of people, though. Like, at least five or six receivers would have, like, seven, 800 yards. That's the thing. How does he do it? Like, Travis Kelsey gets his 1,000 usually. But then the rest of them are just all coming off the back end with, like, 850, 894. Right? One day. I believe it's going to be Justin Ross, but let me chill out. I'm not going to give y'all too much, but I believe Justin or Ross could be the just the, forget the, about Kadarius Tony, the diamond of the rough. I fell I, off a cliff. Um, the thing is, he's still made out of paper, so I don't think Kadarius Tony will play oh, no. six full games. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> um, going back to Otto, he employs the 
quarterbacks at currency route, takes Hendon Hooker at the 2-3. Obviously not great draft capital, third-round pick. Um, but that team, if he wins over the coaches in this next year, obviously this is Jared Goff's year. The Detroit Lions have a chance to win the division for the first time in a very long time. Um, that division is wide open, by the way. Wide. Wide open, which I have a parlay in. I'm going to send it to Chris so you can throw it in the video. $5 to okay. win 3 k I got the Lions winning the division. Um, Hendon Hooker. If he gets handed the keys to this offense with all these weapons in like a year or two, pick him in the second round of a rookie draft, you're going to be wheels up. I still think Hendon Hooker has a lot to learn. I think he has measurables that can make him a good quarterback in the NFL, but he is going to need to get. I know, Trey, say you can't really nurture a 25-year-old man, but I know there is a lot of potential there, and the weapons are just, there's too many weapons out there in Detroit. If you give him the keys, yeah. he, he should be able to produce on a fantasy level for you. Win games, who knows? But fantasy, which is what we're worried about here right now, I feel like he could be a steal at the 2-3. Yeah, I was really upset because I had the 2-4, and I was 1,000% going to take him at the 2-4. <laughs> For sure. That was also a part of my Gibbs plan. It's like, okay, I can still take Hendon in the back end. Yeah. Auto-ruin that for me, which is like, it's cool. But I ended up making the most out of it. I had traded back four spots, caught an extra 24 first, and then the... Jonathan Mingo got taken at the two fourth. My pick, so great pick by the so way. Happy. Great pick by the Yo, way. Phenomenal pick. John Jonathan Mingo, <laughs> I feel like could be a very viable wide receiver one for Carolina. So I love the pick. Yeah. Um, not going to stress too much about it. Keep it moving. Josh Downs, slot receiver for Indianapolis. Somebody for AR to throw to in addition to Michael Pittman. Love the landing spot. Um, draft capital not the best, but. It is what it is. I think he'll immediately kind of cement himself in that slot role. Um, goes at the 2-5, which Cinebron, a.k.a. Joseph, got from me. Chase Brown at the 2-6. Um, Jordy in Waddle I Trust doubles down on running backs. I like Chase Brown. I like the landing spot. Joe Mixon's still there. Doesn't seem like you guys are letting him go. Um, but Chase Brown could be your new Samaj P. Ryan. Or Chris Evans could be your new Samaj P. Ryan. Um, not really a big fan of Trevion Williams, but... One of those two guys, I feel like, will lock up the second running back spot. And if Joe Mixon gets hurt or gets released, that's a lottery tick right there in Chase Brown as well. I'm sure you'll agree. Yeah, another player I was hope would follow me. But since he goes to Cincy, he gets more love. And you're not wrong. Talent's there. The size is there. Mm-hmm. He could end up taking the backfield sooner than expected. Like, Mixon did fall off a little bit in terms of stats. Yeah. I think, just personally speaking, that was from the lack of production from the line. We swore we'd fix it this offseason. Clearly didn't. But the line is a lot better now, especially with Orlando Brown. He's OP in run block. I love him for that. So it should help Mixon. But will also help Chase. So that's what I'm really interested to see who outperforms who. I think it's going to be Chase because the younger legs, one cut monster, yeah. explosive. Yeah. I, y'all, y'all know how I feel about Chase. 100%. I'm up right now. So I think he's a great pick in the second round. Should have been an early second, but because of the Joe Mixon coming back, a lot of people are hesitant. But like you said, next year, two years from now, he should have a starting job. It's potential. I mean, obviously, you guys could invest in another running back going forward, but there's potential there. Um, Kendra Miller, 2-7 to Bobby Woods. New Orleans is where he lands. Again, if Alvin Kamara serves any time or has to get suspended, I should say uh, that could be another lottery ticket behind a New Orleans offensive line that's pretty solid as well. Um, Pretty talented back. 
don't hate it at the 2-7. Dalton Kincaid at the 2-8 is where I just get a little bit sad that I didn't have more second-round picks because the Buffalo landing spot is elite. He gets first-round draft capital. If you're a Dawson Knox fan, he'll be on the field to block, but fantasy-wise, shed your tears. He's useless. Um, it's Dalton Kincaid season for the receiving, um, and I think he'll be a very viable fantasy asset going forward. Of, of course, Titans take a little bit of time to mature, but he's going to be on the field early, early and often. He's going to be on the field. Yeah. His ball skills, tracking, mm-hmm. I've seen some body movement. I'm like, okay, this guy can play now. He's a little bit smaller for a tight end, apparently, yeah. but he's really big for a receiver. So I was deciding between him and Jalen Hyatt at the pick. Pure receiver-wise, he's better, so I got to trust the process. Because this league is a little different. It's um, You can play a receiver or a tight end mm-hmm. at the position. So, like, theoretically, it's smarter to stack more receivers, not even have a tight end. But I do think he's in that elite company just because of the landing spot and the opportunity. 100%. That wide receiver two opportunity in in Buffalo is wide open. Gabe hasn't been consistent in that position. So they're looking for a guy that they can depend on to be the number two to Stephon Diggs. And Dalton Kincaid could play that role. Um, So it's a good landing spot for the kid. Jalen Hyatt at the 2-9. New York Giants. Um... I see a more elite version of Darius Slayton, um, which, I mean, Darius Slayton has had pretty solid fantasy weeks, but pretty inconsistent. The Giants still don't have a traditionally um, strong passing quarterback. They have to build up their offensive line for us to really see what Danny Dimes can do as a passer. But I agree. Again, one of those guys that you'll stash on your taxi squad, and, and we'll see how quickly he'll work himself into the lineup. Um, Michael Mayer, the 210, is also a very great pick. Shouts out Jacob again for another solid pick. He really did well, I think, in this rookie draft. Michael Mayer to Las Vegas. He should be starting day one. No more Foster Moreau. I think he got dropped. No more Darren Waller. They take Michael Mayer in the second round right after Sam Laporta, um, which we'll get into him a little bit in the third round. His... His comp is the um, his comp is old tight end out of Dallas. I can't remember his name right now. Jason Witten. Um, yeah, yeah. Witten. Which I see it slow. We'll get to a spot. We said it in his player profile video. Um, but sure hands, and in the red zone, I feel like he'll be kind of beneficial to Jimmy Garoppolo. Also, Jimmy Garoppolo has played with great tight ends in the past. Jimmy Garoppolo has made Kittle explode fantasy-wise. Jimmy Garoppolo played in New England with tight ends. Jimmy Garoppolo has Michael Marys as tight end now. So make of that as you will. Tank Bigsby at the yeah. 211. Now, as a Jags fan, I am honestly disappointed in the pick. I understand why. Doug Peterson loves a backfield that has multiple <laughs> running backs. He likes to give his running backs chances to breathe. Um, we saw last year he would try to get Jermichael Hasty involved. He tried to get whichever second running back we had involved with Travis Etienne. We saw at the beginning of the year James Robinson getting pretty much a 50-50 split with Travis Etienne. This leads me to believe that Tank's big, Tank Bigsby is led to be the new guy in this offense to be the 1B to Travis Etienne's 1A. Um, I feel like we had other positional needs to address, but I understand why. And fantasy-wise, I feel like he could be a flex spot for you because um, you'll get early work um he'll be on the field probably week one um i don't love it but 211 fantasy i understand it's not a bad pick reason i like that pick over the next one that's why i said reason i don't love the pick though is roshan johnson has an opportunity to potentially supplant khalil herbert 
um, and be the number one running back in Chicago in an offense that's very run-heavy with a run-heavy quarterback. And all the hype has been on how talented this man is as a runner. The only thing that really stunted his growth was him being behind B. John Robinson. To be able to just sneak into him at the 212 while already having Khalil Herbert on the team, Jacob pretty much wins another draft pick. I, I don't think he had a bad draft pick this entire draft at all. I mean, he moved up, gave away first-round picks and stuff, but to execute a starting tight end, potentially wide receiver one, potentially running back one, all at second-round picks, I can't be upset with what he did here. What do you think? No, good spots, good potential. He didn't really overpay for anyone. Yeah. And especially how the league is structured, got great value at, at certain positions, like you said. So I think he had one of the better drafts. Yeah, yeah. He killed. I think he killed the starter draft by how he moved around, and I think he also killed this rookie draft. And now his team's built to, I think, perform year one. But then he has so much capital to move around. He could throw his weight around once the season starts, once injuries start setting in. Um, he could throw some of his weight around and even solidify the roster even more. So I think he did a really good job moving off certain picks. Uh, we get to the third round. We're going to kind of speed through this one. Mims, I'm still not a fan of as a receiver, but he lands in Denver, which is very crowded. Just leads me to believe yeah. somebody's not going to make it out of training camp or somebody's going to get traded. My vote is KJ Hamler. He did have a hip injury um, that he suffered about two months ago, so he might not. He might be the odd man out. Um, but you're talking Jerry Judy, Corlin Sutton. Right now, KJ Hamler. Mm, yeah. They just got... Um, the tight end out of New Orleans, Adam Troutman, somebody that Sean oh, Payton loved a yeah. lot. There's a lot of mouths to feed out there. I don't love it. He is a speedster. He could open up things downfield. I feel like he really takes over that KJ Hamler role. But fantasy-wise, I don't really care to, to, to tag him at all. Uh, big trick goes Deuce Vaughn. Big trick's a Dallas fan. Deuce Vaughn's story is beautiful. I don't think he'll be super fantasy relevant, but right now he he could ascend to that number two spot, be the new Tony Pollard for Tony Tony Pollard. So we'll buy the lottery ticket there. Jaden Reed, love the landing spot, love the talent out of Michigan State. Love that it's a wide open wide receiver room. I'm not a huge fan of Christian Watson as a wide receiver. I think he is very shifty, big bodied, but I think playing with Jordan Love, I don't think he runs crisp routes yet. I think he's a good yak guy, ball after, um, yards after catch guy, but as a natural receiver, I don't think he has that to his game yet, and and Romeo Dobbs is a cool prospect as well, but I think Jaden Reed could definitely elevate up this chart. Um, Keishon Boutte, wide receiver, New England, six-round pick, LSU, huge fall from grace. If you're a big dynasty guy, he was a top-ranked dynasty prospect coming into this year and he kind of flopped but at the three four he could potentially be the wide receiver one for new england any of those four prospects really jump out at you chris mm, besides boot i like that landing spot i think that's the only spot he could be successful in based off his off-field issues yeah he's gonna need that like military structure structure yeah. to get the most out of him because if not he was Dunzo, so this is a better life decision, I think. For sure. Out, out of all these picks, I think he'll be the best out of the third round. Jaden Reed was um, a little bit intriguing. Had to look into him for a little bit. Yeah. Not too sure what to expect with him landing in Green Bay. I still have Watson as the one. I still have Dobbs as the two. People forget how good Romeo Dobbs was before he got injured midseason. So I wouldn't jump on him. Like I've seen a lot of people be really big on this guy and dropped him like late second and like. 
-hmm. I don't know why, but I think Boo is going to be the best out of those you mentioned. Okay. Okay, I'm a, I'm a Jaden Reed fan, but I don't know how much I'm willing to invest. I think third round, I'm, I'm down to drop any of those picks on him. For sure. But we'll keep it moving. Eric Gray, New York Giants, potentially the new backup for Saquon Barkley. Interesting back out of Oklahoma, but nothing really too crazy there. Tyler Scott to Chicago. Hasn't been playing wide receiver that long, but had a very productive year with Desmond Ritter two years ago and then had a very crappy quarterback out there in Cincinnati this year. Um, lands with Chicago, who has DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney. Probably not going to get on the field that much, but maybe he elevates his game. Could potentially kick Chase Claypool off the field, but no promises. Sam Laporta to the Detroit Lions at the 3-7. Love the pick for Null, a.k.a. Spencer. Um, Sam Laporta is going to be their Hawkinson replacement. He will be a starter day one. Um... This isn't really a tight end premium league or like a, a, a league where you have to start a tight end. But to get somebody who could be fantasy viable in the 3-7 spot, love it for the kid. Good job. Um, Darnell Washington. Fantasy-wise, it was a horrible landing spot. Awful. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, though, from a football perspective, great draft pick. You add a huge guy on the outside to be a blocker for, for Najee. If anything, the Steelers did the best they could to make... Najee's fantasy season, super bright. If he stays healthy, that offensive line should be probably 5x better than it was last year. Um, because of how often he'll be on the field because he's such a good blocker, we could see, you know, some potential for some red zone targets. Um, I don't think he's going to command over, like, five targets a game, maybe, if even if that, because Pat Firemeath will still be on the field. He's a better receiver. But he's a big blocking tight end who will have a lot of snap counts. Coming out the gate to the three eight, I understand. You know, why not? Let's take the flyer on it. Yeah. Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee lands with the Cleveland Browns. I think the pick right after Jalen Hyatt in the real draft. Um goes a full round after Jalen Hyatt yeah. in this draft. Uh pretty talented but suffered injury. Um not much to say. I think he has pretty similar skill set. Run fast, get open. A lot of the tape I watched, he was again blown coverages running past DB, so have no not much to add there. But at the three nine, you're really just trying to find guys who could find their way on the field and out there in Cleveland with Deshaun Watson. I was hoping Jalen Hyatt landed there. Maybe Tillman could be Deshaun Watson's Jalen Hyatt. We'll see. Hopefully. We'll see. Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State. Lands with Houston. That again, wide receiver room. Crazy open. No more Brandon Cooks. So you're looking at guys like uh, Nico Collins. Um, his name's escaping me right now. John Mechie. Uh, Xavier yeah. Hutchinson now. Tank Dell. Right? You're looking at a lot of young wide receivers. It's really going to be the most consistent guy in camp. We'll get those starting snaps to start the year. So the 310, don't hate it. One thing I will want to point out, as Stetson Bennett goes to the 311, Tank Dell is not anywhere on this board, and I feel like that was a huge oversight by everyone involved, including myself at the 312, um, where I went with Shoemaker, because I think he will be starting at tight end for Dallas next year, but I was at the last pick of the draft, didn't pay enough attention, didn't realize Tank Dell hadn't been drafted yet, and now I'm looking at it like, sheesh, how did we get out the third sheesh. round without Tank Dell being taken? Third round actual draft capital, if I'm not mistaken. 
Um, second round, I think. Requested by C.J. Stroud. Really? Second? I feel like it was a hundred and something. Either second or early third. I think it was, yeah, double check that real quick. But he's in a wide open. Yes, He's he's in a wide open situation, and he's definitely going to have crazy snap count off the rip. And he's a great route runner. And it was a huge oversight on my part. And now, if you want him in this league, you'll have to pay at least eight hundred fab, which I am not willing yeah. to do for Tank Dell. Love you, Tank Dell. I'll, I'll root for you on somebody else's roster, but I cannot afford Tank Dell. Um, but he could explode on that Texans team with CJ Stroud. So, yeah. Closing Thank thoughts. He was he was a third round. 69th overall. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hey. Great draft capital for the kid. And again, we took guys that were going in the sixth round ahead of him. So, again, oversight on our part. But I think this was a pretty solid rookie draft. Winners of this rookie draft, I will for sure say. Otto, because he made it out with two quarterbacks. Um, obviously, I gave Jacob his praises earlier, so I'm not going to go with him first. But he definitely won this draft, in my opinion, as well, with how his team's currently structured. Um... I like what you were able to do in some spots, Chris. I like the the Kincaid pick. I like the Gibbs pick. I knew, I knew it was coming. I like all of that for sure. Um, I don't hate my draft because I got value out of it, but I really got to see yeah. what Will Levis shakes into. Um, and my least favorite draft, honestly, right now, is Caleb's. Really? Because he leaves with Zay Flowers, which is good. But I'm not a fan of the Ty J Spears pick currently. He traded up for that. Too, he traded so up for that. Worse. I don't love the Tank Bigsby pick that much, especially with Russian Johnson right behind it. And I definitely don't like the Stetson Bennett pick because I feel like he'll probably be a good locker room guy. But if we're talking fantasy, he might get a couple starts because I expect Matt Stafford to get hurt. But that <laughs> offense is going to be atrocious. Um, they might trade Cooper Cup before season, maybe midseason. And that's what he made it out the rookie draft with and lost his first round pick for that for next year. So that's how I'm seeing it. You have any thoughts on it? No, I'm pretty on board with what you just said. Besides King Caleb, yeah, I don't know what you're doing, bro. Hopefully we can see it pan out this year. It looks like he's in championship mode with Tajay Spears, mm-hmm. hopefully. So good luck to you. But I like it, man. I think a lot of people got their guys. 100%. So you can't ask for anything more than that. Yeah, I didn't really hear anybody really upset about who went where. Um, there are people trying to get to certain spots to get certain guys, but everybody left the draft with guys that I heard them talking about pre-NFL draft. So I'd say pretty sharp rookie draft, and you could expect a lot of your rookie drafts to shake up similarly. Um, we do have another league to cover the rookie draft in, and then we have another league that should be starting the rookie draft soon. Um, so this will be first of many rookie draft reviews. I'd like to thank you all for watching. I appreciate the support. We're actually at 439 subscribers now. But help us get to 500. Keep liking, keep subscribing, keep sharing. Um, New Kicking Post merch, again. Exclusive right now. But planning to set up a shop soon. So hopefully you guys can cop some merch. As we went to the season, we're doing NFL logo sweatshirts. Yes, sir. We'll see you all on the next video. Thank you all for watching. And peace.